64. We are recording. Yeah. Recording. Yo, yo, yo. Back again, Team Chuck, baby. What are you guys saying? <laughs> you guys doing? Wow, yeah, what well, is everyone doing? Oh, is this what well, I was it? <laughs> oh, okay. I thought they had a little intro. Yeah, anyway, right, well, um, yeah, man, Team Shark again, 64. You know, last week was, uh, I don't know, controversial, not really controversial, but quite, uh, you know, tense episode, you know, Black Lives Matter. Um, probably going to speak more of that again. Mm-hmm. Who knows? We'll see. You are now listening to the Team Talk Podcast, brought to you by Sir Ols, Manasha, and Siyogun. Enjoy! Um, who wants to go first to introduce themselves? Don't go as one, well. don't go. <laughs> I'm Chimwe. Hi uh, Chimwe, thank you for joining us. <laughs> Gone. Did you say Chimwe from South London? Hi, Hi. I'm Becca. I'm Rebecca, everyone called me Becca, hi. And last but not least. Hi, I'm Oge. I'll get you. Okay. Oh, can I just say, okay. the views expressed today are the views of mine and mine alone and not any of the organisations that I'm affiliated with. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I get so you get fired from work. <laughs> I get <laughs> I'm not trying yeah, to get into trouble. Which, which, which actually goes to the point that we made before, yeah. How many of us are literally ready to sacrifice our work and our business for the cause? Clearly, I'll get to you. not. So... Who said that? Who said that? I think it just depends. There are certain topics that... I, like, some people shouldn't be expressing, mm-hmm. personally. But most of my opinions tend to be the opinions of my organisation anyway. Just to throw out there. Okay. Okay. Fair, fair. Okay, cool. So for me, um, let's start off with this. Um, so obviously, it's the movement, the Black Lives Matter protest, and the movement is going on for what, like a week and a bit now. Over two weeks. Two weeks. Two weeks. Over two, a week and a bit. Over two weeks. Going to three weeks. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What do you mean the protest then? Yeah, the protesting. Yeah, well, since okay. um, George Floyd. Protests have literally only been happening for yeah, a week. Yeah, since George Floyd. So I said like George Floyd happened like the protest started last week. Mm-hmm. George Floyd happened a week before that, but literally as soon as George Floyd happened, and then obviously the when they got arrested, it just when they didn't get arrested after he died, it just sort of spiraled out of control from there. Absolutely. But I don't know if it's like it's been forever. But it's literally only been a week and a half in terms of protesting it's- anyway. Yeah, for protests. I think for us, it started later. We started on, like, Monday or Sunday. Yeah. But in America, I think mm-hmm. the protest started, like, two or three days after he died, kind of mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. always late, man. Because after, he died, after he was murdered, he didn't just die, he was murdered. Murdered. There we go, Chua. Has anyone actually been to any of the protests? And what was your experience? I okay, have I been. Oh, okay, so what's your you experience? Yeah. Yeah, I went... I went on the Saturday, last week, Saturday's one. It mm-hmm. was unbelievable. It was 
it was just the experience, the energy, that it was just absolutely amazing. Like, mm. there was thousands, and it wasn't just black people there. Like, mm. there was Asian, white, so many different ethnicities coming to support the cause. There was thousands of people. And just seeing so much black people all come together, because usually the black community can be quite separated. That's a whole mm. other conversation. But to see us all come <coughs> together as one fighting, fighting against the same cause it was beautiful and it was peaceful no matter how much the media like to have this narrative that it was like it was violent it was peaceful it was peaceful so yeah so were you guys all there like during the horses like fiasco Mm, no well okay and i went on sunday so um i think the horses were on saturday yeah um there weren't as much horses, but there was a lot of police presence. It was very weird. It was really intimidating. Yeah. Like I saw up to 20 so, to 30 bully vans. It was weird. Wow. So, wow. So what, it was what, lonely, it was excessive. What, what would you say, in your own like own personal experience, made you want to go? Because I feel like, for me, that was my battle, in terms of, like, the, mm. like I couldn't find, like, within my heart, to all the same inspiration, I'm guessing you guys might have to like go. Mm-hmm. Obviously, like I'm here for the cause, and I'm not trying to say that criticism mm-hmm. do anything. Like I totally agree with that. But for me personally, like I, there was no urge or fight in my in my body to be like, yeah, I definitely want to go to that protest. That's what I say. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. Like, that's awesome. Awesome. but sorry, so I said that again. Have, have you never experienced any type of racism? No, I definitely have. That's what, that's what I'm trying to say. It's not be- I I have experienced racism. But that's not the reason I didn't. I, I didn't have an urge to, to go. I'll I'll touch on I'll touch upon that. But if you guys just want to um, answer the bit about like what made you yeah. want to. Personally, I think that's fair. Like some people don't want to protest Corona or non Corona. That's fine. You can do your activism other ways. But um, personally, I was really inspired by Oge. I've, I've never told her this actually. Oge went to the first Black Lives Matter um, protest in 2016. Was it it wasn't the first. The first was 2012. 12, yeah. Oh, but wow. she's been yeah, going. Yes, yeah, been going. And then she went to the one in Leicester. And I was just like, wow. I like, this is amazing. Like, I'll see my friend do this. And obviously, I see it in her life. Like, this is what she stands for. This is what I stand for, too. But for Oge, it's like, it's more out there. So I was just like, yeah, no, I'm going to go. And we all messaged everyone. And then just being there was just like, I felt like I did the right thing. Like, this was so amazing. Just seeing everybody. It was actually peaceful. It was not... great. That's it. Yeah, but that was what made me go. Okay. Okay, mm-hmm. is it the same Good. for you? Since you've been to you a lot. Um, well, I don't know. I was listening I'm... to Angela Davis and somebody asked her this as well. Um, like, when was the first, kind of, what was the pivotal moment for you? Um, and I'm trying to think back because, so my first ever protest was 2016. Um, that mm-hmm. was Philando Castile when he died. So that was a year after Eric Garner, because Eric Garner died, and he he's he was the first kind of one that said, "I can't breathe." Then mm. Philando Castile said the um. same thing, and it's like it became repetitive. Um, but even before then, I think I don't know. I don't even know when my activism started, but I've been doing anti-racism work for the past two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's been, I think, I don't even know how to describe it, but um, I don't know. There are different ways to do direct action in it. So you don't have to go to protests. You can, I always tell people, I always tell black women specifically, waking up in the morning 
is a protest in itself like that is direct action in itself because the world doesn't want you to and so i just think everyone should do their activism in a way that benefits them um really just wanted to go to the protest because sometimes it energizes me so mm -hmm. it it pushes me to do more reading and to to continue the cause mm -hmm. you're you're so cool man i just have to say you're mad cool. <laughs> have you ever um, been to any violent ones very cool very cool have you ever been to any violent ones they've all been peaceful mm. okay well i guess there's yeah, so, um, one with sorry anyone with um, that many police as we saw that on Saturday. No, I just, so I've been saying, I feel like this is a shift, like this time around, and a couple of my friends have been saying it as well, this time feels really different. Like it feels mm. like, it just feels There's different. actually a, like, a change like that's coming. Yeah. Like everybody's fed up. It's like, mm -hmm. what's going to be like, how do we go, like, there's just so much, like what's going to happen next for everybody to be like, yeah, this is enough. And I just think everybody's just fed up. How how are we protesting in the middle of a pandemic? Like, I think that yeah, was what it was. Yeah. Like, yeah. we're dying from a pandemic. And you're on top of that, you still have racism killing us. Like, it's crazy. Mm -hmm. I just think that's what it was. And everybody's like, enough is enough. Like. Um, yeah. I think... Um, to Wait, question, question, question. Sorry, what question? Yes. For um, Oge. So... Um, Actually, Becca, you, Becca hasn't answered, but quick question. Um, so you mentioned that you've been doing activism, activism work for a while. Are you able to touch on some of it or not really right now? Or? No, I can talk about it. I can say what organisation it is. You don't have to say the name. Just, uh, just, you know. <laughs> no, I mean, it's like, it's if, if it's a flex, if it's a flex. I'm man. screaming. It's not <laughs> even. It's, it kind of helps. So I've, um, so I work for my students' union at the University of Leicester. Um, and so I was elected on a platform to support black students and their mental health. That's why I initially okay. ran, um, because, because I felt like the mental health support on campus did not do anything to support black students. And I've always specifically focused my work on black students and how we can support black students. Um, and so, yeah, I've been doing that for the past two years, basically, at a university, so on campus. Um, yeah, just working with, yeah. I'm actually going to organise an event for, I don't know, something's pushing me, but I want to organise an event, a virtual one, for Black Women, because I did it in person. Um, but I think someone emailed me like, oh, I just remembered your Black Women event during International Women's Week, and I really want us to do mm -hmm. something virtually. So I'm going to recreate that. But I, I really love doing stuff like that. I love a space where Black women can come together and just be. hundred. Mm. Very important. Um, very important to have that space. There's an important Black thing Oh yeah, did you want? Did, did you want to say what made you want to go? Well, I'm interested to know. Um, I feel with me, I don't know. I felt something just something in my heart said, "Do you not know just go?" I felt like it was more than just. Every, obviously, there's different ways of like fighting for the cause, not just protesting. But I felt like, do you know, I want to be about it. If I'm obviously people that well, Ola, you know, you follow me on social media, you see how active I've been. <laughs> you know, pushing the whole Black Lives Matter, like pushing awareness, trying to put some new information every day. And I was like, okay, do you know, I want to be about it. I'm all talk. I just actually want to do it. And I don't know, something just pushed me, do you know what, I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I think a lot of people were surprised that I went because a lot of people have this sort of like, 
I don't know. When people see me, they think I'm really girly and I'm all sorts. So when I when I did eventually go, and not everybody was honest. I asked a couple of my girls, and they're like, oh, I don't, I'm not too sure. It's gonna be violent. Mm. I don't know about COVID. I was like, do you know what? Well, fuck it. I'm gonna go anyway. So mm. I literally went two man up. Like, it was just me and my other friend. I'm not even close to her like that, like that. But we went, and yeah, it was amazing i'm so happy i went to have me mm. my activism hat on and just be person with all the, and so people with so much passion there as well like i did something just something mm. in my spirit said just go and i went and yeah i'm proud of myself for going i took pictures to remember it and yeah mm. man i'll definitely go again definitely it's an experience like, it's definitely mm. like i would say it's a very commendable uh, like thing to <laughs> like sorry dad like to go and stuff i feel like just to touch on what rebecca said i feel like with me i just didn't get that urge like obviously i knew it was a good cause mm. and i knew that in like history protesting shows um is what makes a lot of difference you know so and also mm. it's like a big part in our history where like you said like you took pictures that you can actually show to your your kids and stuff like that, like, that's what I say, but, like, for me, I feel like I'll be a liar to, not only myself, but to, I guess, my friends and my family, that if I'm going and there's nothing in my, in my blood, I'm going with energy, that's what I say, so I feel like for me, that's what, like, I think with my own self, I've got, like, find within myself, like, how I'm gonna, like, um, bring in my, like, issues of black lives matter and stuff like i have discussed with my own friends and stuff but um what you said kind of feels, kind of feels like like even if you didn't have like the the will to go mm. um just being there the surroundings the energy of everyone will kind of like I have to think about it like this isn't this is not something new this has been happening for generations my great grandma's time great great it's been going on for generations I think we're going to have kids one day and obviously I know that's trying to take down 400 years of racism is not going to happen if you protest that's happened in a week it's oh. going to take a very very long time and it may not, it may not even happen it's not, I know it's not going to happen in my generation it, it may not even happen in my kids generation know, but at least I can tell my children one day that their mother fought to try you and were on the life. right side of history yeah you know what I mean I was on the right side so that's what partly pushed me as well I was like no I'm going to have kids one day and I'm going to have black children either a black boy or a black girl and they're going to have to face the same shit that I've been through and I want them to know that at least their mother was like fighting to make their life better yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Um. Quick thing. Um. So, obviously, thank you. Thank you for sharing, Becca. So, Chinway mentioned as well as like action looks different to a lot of different people depending on certain circumstances and whatnot, which is very true. Yeah. I, for one, think the protests have been immensely helpful in yeah. in even starting a conversation because, of in regards to, like the corporate world now. It's allowing people who would have otherwise ignored this because of HR policy or whatever to actually, and to, because they've got like black um, employees on their payroll to, to kind of wake up and like to, like, you know, um, a couple of my friends, like one of my, one of my friends actually inspired me to reach out to my um, head office, like for my work. A couple of people have done that. Well, so it's like, yeah, yeah. So, so it's, it's like, it's very. That's why I feel like the presence were very, very important because that was that was like almost the the first step, like the catalyst. So my question for you guys is like, 
So we've got the attention now of everyone, well, the people that matter, I guess. So what is what is the next step looking like? I think I've been trying to think about this. Like, what are we? What conversations do we want to be having? What do you want to be doing? Like, initially to kind of get things in motion, and what do we want to see? Like, I don't know by the end of the year. Hey, this is a loaded question. It's a very loaded thing, but it's an important one, nonetheless. Mm. It's actually funny you but, say but that. You, 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 don't, you, don't have to, you don't have to answer it now. You can answer it later on, mm. but you know, if, if you've got the answers now, then... Well, I don't know if this kind of answers uh, your... Um... Rebecca was, was speaking. Oh, yes. oh, no, oh sorry. No, I was just saying that it's funny that um, you say that because literally I just put it on my my insta story that it's important that we keep the momentum because i've had i've noticed there's been a shift in the tone of social media and mm-hmm. i get it that like, the past week has been very mentally draining and exhausting like seeing black trauma everywhere it's been a lot but now now more than ever it's important to keep the momentum like black lives matter is not a trend that like, we're going to be black when we wake up tomorrow the next day and the next until we die we're going to be black and now more than ever, it's so, so important to keep the momentum. And I keep saying that as black people, we have to stand together. And I don't know if this might be a change in topic in a sense. This might be another conversation. But I've always said that we're black people. As a community, we can be quite segregated. And when you look at Asian people, their community are like that. When you see Jewish people, they're like that. But with black people, I feel like we can be our own worst enemies. And we tear each other down a lot. And now more than ever, we have to stick together because they, this is what they want. The white, white people, I'm sorry, white people right now, I'm thinking, okay, this is trend, they're going to blow over. After a while, yeah, it's going to go, we brushed under the rug again, especially what the, this, the UK as well. They love brushing things under the rug. We have to continue to let our voices be heard. This is not a trend. We're going to be black until the day we die. And if we don't continue to speak, no things will change. Having a couple of weeks protest is not going to change 400 years systematic racism and police brutality. We have to keep the momentum. And that's literally with us sticking together. Little changes like buying from black owned companies, things like that, like it's important. Even if it's one post a day, just posting some form of information, posting some sort petition signing petitions, like we have to keep the momentum. Or else all the protests we've done will be for nothing. Mm. Yeah, I'm sorry. On that point, I do want to say um, the black community is very broad in comparison to Asian and Jewish communities. Black is too big. There's West Africa, there's East Africa, there's there's just so many. Like, black is too big. Exactly, even in West Africa, the cultures are different. Like, Central Africa, like, it's so different. So, we can't think to expect everybody to have the same idea. Obviously, the only thing binding us right now is skin color and our lived in experiences. But to expect, mm. I get the notion, the term, like, in theory, it sounds great. We have to band together. But in our own communities, we have issues that we need to talk about that are influenced by racism and white supremacy that affects us such as for example how black women are treated da, da, da. i wouldn't say that's a divisive issue in itself in itself does that make sense but it's like mm-hmm. oftentimes i think we're really hard on ourselves as well because more time if you look at other communities they're not exactly banding together the way we actually think they are i think obviously we're surrounded by blackness constantly if you are um if even if you're not you might you might get this illusion that other communities are more kind of 
together than yours is. Um, even just speaking to um, Ola, Ola and I were speaking about family, um, and it's like my family might look like we're arguing sometimes, we might look like we're divided, and you'll see other families, you're thinking, wow, everything's perfect there, when really and truly you don't know what's going on in their own homes. Mm-hmm. But I think it's the exact same thing with our community. Um, someone even said there's no such thing as the black community. There isn't. There isn't. There isn't. I'm saying it's the age. Let me know. Let me know. No, go on, Charles. It's too broad. You can't. You can't. So just lump a group of people together. The only thing that they have in common is oppression. What? Like, black. First of all, black is a tool used. Sorry. The the term black is literally used to lump people together. in terms of their oppression. And I don't think we should even be talking about a black community sometimes. Sometimes it's, it's important when we're tackling white supremacy. But if we're talking mm-hmm. about community mm-hmm. building and so on, some people use the term black and that's okay. But I think it's, it's really dangerous as well to say that we're our own worst enemy because we're not. White supremacy is, is killing us literally daily on the streets, on video, we see it all the time. Um, and fair enough, sometimes it's like, it's like this idea of black and black crime, which is a farce. Um, that people just kind of tell you to make it seem like you're always arguing among yourselves when really we're not, or not any more than any other community anyway. Do you know why I say though why we can be our own worst enemy? Because why is it now that, why, why is it taking like oppression and things like this for us to come together? Why is it it's taking events like this for us to know we should buy from our own people? That's why I say sometimes we can be our own worst enemy in a sense where, yes, of course, white supremacy is killing us. Besides that, we tear it. And of course, there's no such thing. Me me as well, I don't believe in black and black crime. There's no such thing. There's no such thing as that. But in terms, I feel like we can tear each other down in certain instances. I think we can tear each other down. Any more than white people do? Sorry, say that again? Is it any more than white people do? In terms of turning... um, Yeah, tearing down because i see things like our oh, support like i think support black businesses has been quite like a rhetoric that i've been hearing for a while and i'm not saying support anyone just because they're black and you should just support them i mean make sure other things like being present that they're great but i think this was great to push it to the forefront oh my gosh wait hold on we all know that these companies don't care about us let's put money back in our community i think that's great to say mm-hmm. but I mean, it's unfortunate that it was this event that like led it to being vocal, but in a sense of tearing, like, I don't even think like, so. Just because, like, you see somebody like, say, Oga has a business and her customer service is trash, it's and cool, I'll come yeah. in and see her, like, oh my god, I can't believe someone will be like, oh, stop tearing black businesses up. But I'm just complaining, like, I'll do the same thing with <laughs> you know what I mean? So, why is it? It's not <laughs> like <laughs> a value critique isn't tearing people down. I think like you forget that, and I'm not gonna back you just because you're black. I mean, like, come correct and think I'll support you, kind of. Thing. Do you know it's funny? Oh, go on, go on, go on. I was just gonna say I don't think we should ignore the effects of colonialism in encourage like in empowering black people to or in creating the divide among black people um, because it is very important especially mm-hmm. like even if we just look at history if we look at Rwanda um, and the way white people had come into Rwanda and create a divide between two groups of people if we see the way that English came into Nigeria and create a divide between two different groups of people I don't think we should have ignored colonialism and its mm-hmm. effects in creating divide among black people. Stuff in school. Yeah. Oh. Mm. They don't teach you about that in school, which is a whole other topic in uh, itself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I learned that what music is like.
Yassin's Man Latchuk's here. Team Chalk Podcast with my boys. Chase. The history that's coming out on the TL yeah. the past week has been a, 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 a matter. But the Rwandan genocide, I learned that from it's something hotel. It's a movie. It's so Rwanda. I didn't yeah. know all um, that stuff Churchill did. I did not know. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 Obviously, like, um, our history is definitely watered down by, you know, white, the white people and stuff. So they're only going to literally uh, show, show what um, benefits them, let's say, and what sees them in a positive light. So I guess it's up to us to, like, educate ourselves. That's why I feel like Twitter and social media is a very good tool because mm. things that Oge can find, that can, she can now share, and I can be able to see and I can share to my people as well. But, um... Okay, Charles, go. Wait, sorry, sorry. D- d- just add on what you said. Like, mm. in terms of educating oneself about like the history of where you're from, I definitely think it's important to instill that patriotic self in children. Like, I'm lucky I went to primary school in Nigeria, innit? so like, I always thought to myself like, <laughs> being Nigerian was the best thing ever, you know. And like, oh. I come here and like, people are like. People are like, um, yeah, I'm British, I'm British. I'm thinking like, what? Oh, God, I'm so like, I'm gonna scream. <laughs> I'm gonna scream. Yeah, so it's, no, it's comes out to say that they're British. Well, you know what's mad though? Because I also went secondary school in Nigeria. And for me, yeah, it's like, <laughs> here, I'm, I'm Nigerian. Do you get what I mean? I'm Nigerian here. Like, I'm very proud. But once I go over there, they just look at me like I'm British. I, I can speak, like, I speak the language. They don't care. Like, to them, I'm not Nigerian. So, I yeah. guess like, a lot of people have identity crisis in that sense. Like, it's like, oh, I'm not really accepted Yeah, yeah, there, yeah, no. But I'm not really accepted Yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like you have no home. Like, oh, wow. Then, how come? Like, honestly, like, they're still questioning, like, oh, yeah, but you're not really Nigerian. Yeah, here it's, <laughs> go back to your fucking country. There's, ah, you're a British boy. America. Yeah. America. Yeah, yeah, like, it's just like, okay. Yeah, but, but, but even here, I feel like, um, I feel like sometimes, I think, and I get it, like, you know, like, when you get, like, the, you get given, like, an English name here, or I got given an English name. And like um some oh. families like they're not they're not um hey man <laughs> yeah, sorry. By the way. um yeah like you know you know you're not eating like your your cultural food you like you don't know anything about the country like you're you're chilling with Harry and Tom and then mm-hmm. I'm yelling twenty oh, years Harry. down the line like people asking you where you're from you're like oh I'm from um well Wellborn Lane or something like that like no. I, I think pardon. No, no, I, I was laughing. I was laughing. Oh, oh, <laughs> what? Yes, yeah, so I, I think it's very important to to have that sense of pride from a young age. So, like, when people ask you, like, you're gonna know where you're from. You're gonna want to know that history, so you never don't, forget. Sorry, to add to that, don't you think the um, responsibility also falls on the parents? Yeah, yeah, hundred, hundred. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's what I was saying. That's what I was saying. Yeah. 
not to say where you grew up, you don't have sense, but if that was never instilled in you, yeah. no, what do I care about where I'm from? Like, um, like, can we just can we just reel it back a little bit? Um, so for me, like, um, there was a point that I really want to touch on that uh, Rebecca um, literally said several times, and I think Chua said it, Oge said it as well. And there's a lot about like that word of like black separation that we're not maybe um, unified enough. And like you see, you see things on Twitter where, especially where people are tweeted, um, black women won't fully understand the the plight of a black man because we're the ones that are fully being killed in the streets. Yeah. That's what I say. We're the ones who the cops are. Beyonce's internet. That's what they're saying. We're, we're the ones that are also called. We're the ones that are being, like, obviously uh, murdered. Um, like, we're the ones that are being sought, up, sought after because of our the size of our penis or, or genital, whatever. So, like. People are what? saying this. What? what? And Beyonce's internet. Blue Ivy's internet. The flyer as well. The, the, on the protest from white girl. I oh, that, 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 oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, there's a lot of, and I've seen a lot of, some black men are actually saying, you know what, it's kind of right, you know what I'm saying? And especially when we also see in within our community, forget, let's just forget for one second, um, this protest. We also see a lot of times where the other big social media thing was, um, black skin color and how, um, it's a divide where black men probably aren't supporting black women in terms of like um, colorism and how you you lot's plight uh, because like you've gone through because of your hair, the color of your skin, and st- and stuff like that. So my question is probably be like, what do the guys with disabilities? Anyway, my question would be, um, so do you feel like there is a, a divide between? Um, being a black man and being a black woman, obviously we're not going to, we're not going to be exactly identical. Like things we're going to go through aren't going to be exactly identical. But do you feel like the difference is a lot, or from your own experiences as well, like maybe things that racism, racism situations you've been in because of your gender, on top of the because of your skin as well, and maybe we can. Um, actually- hello, your point. That you just said too, it's, you have to separate it because the first yeah, yeah, thing how like how men and women how there's not as many women that are being killed by police I don't understand the struggles of a black man and the second part is colorism if I go into the no no no, no. colorism is an example the second part oh, okay the second part is more like how how wide is the difference uh, if there okay. isn't between a black okay. man's experience and a black female's experience mm. and you guys can probably touch on your own experience. And obviously, the guys can share hours as well. I feel, obviously, I'm sure everybody's heard the term that the most disrespected person is the black woman. Like, firstly, we're women. That puts puts us at an advantage. Just take away from the fact that we're black. First, we're women. And secondly, we're black. So so we we get two double whammies. We're black and we're women. And even if we take it to K. Cole, so you have George Floyd that was murdered. But then you have... Brianna Taylor, yeah, Taylor, that was sleeping. 
Now, if you look at the two, I'm not comparing two deaths, and that's not what I'm, I put it, I'm, that's what I'm trying to do right here. There were two black people that were murdered by police in horrific ways. But if you look at the sort of coverage between it, you kind of notice that Brianna Taylor was kind of sort of, she was getting shadowed a bit. She wasn't being as pushed as much in the sense of George Floyd, who's obviously a black. And I don't know, it could be because maybe you saw George Floyd's murder in broad daylight. Maybe it was either the horrificness is more heightened because you saw it. And maybe it's because maybe there wasn't a, a graphic video of Ronatella being shot to death over eight times in her bed. But you kind of notice it in a lot of blacks. So even, for example, we have what's her name? I don't, Shukri, the black girl that you're seeing, the black a, girl, a, a young black girl was killed by her classmates and you have Madeleine McCann I'm noticing there's a trend in sort of when there's not this black women being a black woman in America in the UK black women do die in the hands of police in the hands of police all the time but you don't hear it as much and I don't know it's kind of weird because I don't know if this going into two different topics but I was having this conversation before with someone else how you kind of notice like Black young girls are not even noted, no kind of like portrayed in the media as innocent. You kind of innocent, and I don't know it's because as young women, like there's a, there's a video of this little black girl protesting in the street. Yeah. I'm playing that video. That she's a child. Why is this young black mm. child in the middle of protesting? But she should be a child. It's I know it's mm. from a young age, w- women. Uh, from a young black women in particular are made to grow up very fast and that could be due to culture where like we're, we're taught to like look after the family and all i just i don't know if that's that's a whole different conversation we can go into adultification um, isn't it that, that's what it's called right is that a thing that i think I, I think it's called adultification where you make like mm. people a child. More, yeah mm. yeah more like appear a lot more older than they are and it's like yeah you know, i saw this thing about like it's usually with black women where like well, black girls where they're mm, like the portrayed as like women, even, like sexual sorry, women. But I think it's even done with boys. Like, you suffer what happens to a 16 year old boy to be like a black man. I'm like, bro, is he 18 yet? What do you mean? <laughs> like, even mm. if you were 18, he's still a child. Yeah. yeah he's still a child. But I'm just using like a thing. But I think to add on to Rebecca's point and also mm. Ola's point, I think we all have to um acknowledge our privilege like we all do have a privilege so for black men like you're black you face racism that's okay but you're also a man so misogyny then plays into that and Mm. also like black women like able-bodied if you're not disabled or anything that also like you have privilege in that sense because the battle black and disabled people are being killed by police we don't even hear their names you get what i mean even like black trans men, who's that? Um, Tony McDade, I think, or Matthew, I can't remember his name. The coverage, like, so we have to see how it, like, falls because of who you are or you're more likely to be presented a certain type of way or have more representation, even though black men die, like, more, God forbid, or are killed more in, what's it called? But like you said, the way the story's presented, look at Breonna Taylor. But this is only the thing, babe. You now. just said black men are killed more. No, this is the thing. Like, you were thinking maybe black men are killed more, but no, uh, it's not the case. When black trans women are. When you black actually trans look, women. Black trans women, and when you actually look at the statistics. Trans women. 
completely trans women mm-hmm. and yeah and no oh, and wow. non-trans women we look at the yes. statistics you you think yeah black men are being killed more so black women don't get the plight no black women oh. and black trans women are getting killed at high rates so we just don't hear about it in addition I go back to the privilege thing you know like even just if we talk about so i don't know if anyone here has read the good immigrant but it's a really good read but like even just talking about like the good black person, what it means to be good, um, so, and so that's on. why I hate respectability politics. It's so, rubbish. So, respectability so, politics so, again so the bit because you can do everything that you need. You could be good and you can still get killed. But like even if you look at the people in the media that are being killed and the people that we the names that we're saying, they're all good people. If you look at George Floyd, everyone's bringing up um, videos of him doing his sermon and you know he was a good person um i don't know if anyone knows the name sandra bland there are yes, videos oh, yeah. I do. yes i do her that, as that, well. that one cuts me she's saying man. like in her video she's talking about um anti-racism and she's addressed white people and so on so like even the people that you see in the media they're all good people like good yeah. by the standards of media so even at, you don't get to see other names Sorry. go yeah. on Joanne. Like even if you're not good, nobody deserves to die that way. Like exactly, even if that's you what I'm saying. Face, no, I'm not saying it's worth to lose your life. What and that's exactly my process? point. And that's that's my point. Where, like, the point everyone... is that you only see the names of the people that are good. So the people okay. that are bad, that we're not saying their names, and we should be because you shouldn't deserve. Like no one deserves to die, even if you're <laughs> bad or whatever that means. Uh, but is that answering the question of why do why do men have this mentality? Even not just men, even women. Why is this this mentality where they think that black that where they say black women don't get the of black men, like um, black men that black women aren't get as killed at, they're not getting as killed as much as black men when it's actually it's the same that when I can go on for day, I was in a lot of research and I had to stop because there was a there was a long long list of black women dying in the hands of police brutality. There's even a woman here in the UK was died in the same circumstances as Sandra Bland. Her name was Sarah Reed. Sarah Reed a black yeah. woman mm. died in her police custody. So why, mm. and even just again, Shukri, the black Muslim girl, why is it in turn, is that due for it's because of male privilege? Obviously you're black, but it's male privilege. Mm. And I no, always, and I always keep on screaming that the most disrespected person is the black woman. It's first we're women and we're black. It's just, it's, it's mm. too, it's a double whip, it's a double whammy. I think what I would say is I don't think it's necessarily male privilege. Maybe it's just like, if we just remove the, like, police brutality and maybe just think about the whole racism thing, so us being killed because of the color of our skin. If you look at how history portrays it, it's a lot of, like, black men in the history books being shipped as slaves. Also, you know, there's black female slaves as well. But like a lot of the way the history is portrayed, you see a lot of male chains. You see, or when you watch the uh, movies, it's a lot of like black guys getting whipped and yeah, exactly. But again, isn't that that's because of the privilege you have that you're being represented? That's the thing. It's privilege. It's privilege. It's not like the black man picked it. You know what I mean? It's, okay, well, no, no, and that's the thing. I think you're hearing you're hearing the wrong thing. We're not saying privilege is a good like. It's not something. What you don't have to think yeah, of. Oh. So you're represented because yeah. it's the male story, it's the patriarchal mm. 
that's the yeah. norm. That's literally the norm. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. Um, it's not privilege. We're not saying that. Not privilege. It's just the way society is. It's that men, first it's women, then it's men. You know, first it's men, then it's women. I'm not talking about privilege there, but that's just how everything is. You have the man and the woman. Like, even woman comes from woman. You know what I mean? So it's not about privilege. <laughs> what I was going to say was even like in the civil rights movement you hear about Malcolm X and Martin Rosa Parks and all that when we look at like even someone someone tweeted this literally the other day about um like the movement right now it's literally happening right now we're hearing DeRay and Sean King in the States but we're not hearing about Angela Davis who's still alive mm, I remember the other abolitionist who's also still alive yeah. but like you're hearing about the names of black men constantly and the only mm-hmm. exception like history the history books hate black women the first yeah, person yeah, I definitely I definitely agree with it's definitely a privilege us us being males that maybe the way history portrays even even now our things are being portrayed is um to the disadvantage of like black women like your stories aren't being told enough or you guys, your spot, you're not put in the spotlight in the same level as black men um, are doing the same thing. That's what I say. But um, so to the second part of, of why I asked. Um, so like, so in maybe if you guys want to speak on your own personal things, what do you feel like the major differences would be then um, that will separate me from any of you girls? Like that, like things that in my face, maybe in the workplace, maybe in um, the way the police might react to us, or maybe I don't know, just in anything. Yeah, what's up? It's your boy Sierra Guns. I listen to Team Chalk podcast. Wait, so before we go on to that quickly, I just want to say as well, like just going back on to the differences and like what we call them privilege, like um, you know, I said like it's based on like the patriarchal system. I, you know, in a way that's very true because, like, a man is kind of represented as like the leader and like the head. So, I, f- I feel like what I see, even in the cases of like police brutality versus like black men and black women, is like it seems like it seems like the outrage outrage for black men seems like a lot more within the mm-hmm. community rather than like regardless of even media because yeah, like when a when a black man dies it's like almost like he's like the pillar of the community everyone's yeah. crying everyone's sad but like when it's a black woman I, I rarely unless it's like it's like um, pain isn't as yeah yeah yeah, yeah. unless it's like yeah, unless it's like a, I think it's sad because even like even we hear about stories of black people dying by police brutality that's again why people think that more black men die from in the hands of police brutality because you don't hear about the all the black women that have died and the list is extensive. I could spill out, I could literally spew out names of black women that have died in the hands of police brutality. I could mm. spew it out now and all of you will be like, who's that? Who's that? Who's that? It's even me myself, I had to research it. But sometimes we have people put on Twitter, oh, don't forget this, this person, don't forget. I'm thinking, who the hell is she? Who's that? Who's that? Until I reread it and I, when I go and research myself and thinking, oh my God, God, the horrificness that this woman endured in t- under um, due to police brutality is horrible. But you don't hear about it because when you, you only hear about black men suffering at the hands of police brutality, yeah. but that's yeah. 
yeah, yeah, hundred, hundred percent. I definitely feel like, um, like I said last week, I think the change that we want to see needs to come from within. So I think, in terms of where I don't really agree with like the black term being used, I feel like that is one thing we can come together to 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 resolve like the the what what am I looking for? How we kind of react to to these these murders? You know, they need to be on equal foot, and you can't just brush one under the carpet and like. Yeah, so on your point about that, I want to be kind of controversial and say, do you think there's a lack of support from certain people in the community? So, for example, black women tend to rally behind almost everything and everyone. I'm just going to say tend to. But when it's on the side, like black men don't give the same support as on the other side, like. They said that again, sorry, Tura. You cut off me. You said black men don't like black women. That's really Black men. Sorry. What did you say? <laughs> I didn't say black men don't like black women. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the truth. But it's not like it's not the same. True, true, true. Go on, Yeah, so I was just saying, like, in, in the community, the, re- and the support may not be the same. A lot of the time, it's always black women at the forefront doing the work I'm not saying black men don't do it but black men are then portrayed in them. so for example back to that here in Angela Davis a lot of people didn't even know who she was before this week but we're given Malcolm X and duh, 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 like the stories or the people that support black women tend to support everyone but don't get the kind of support of the other way so that might be why um the names aren't as much pushed in. no yeah and um, to go back to Ola's point, actually, so Ola's second question was asking about the, um, the experiences difference. you guys have faced, like um, at work, in the workplace, school, um, education, anywhere really like that. It's probably unique to black women that we might not necessarily get as black uh, men. You know, case in point, microaggression in the workplace. So have you guys got any experiences? Mm, too many. <laughs> too many. Can I be first? Like Becca, do you want to go first? Um, where do I start? Um, there's been too many, too many. Why are you so aggressive? Uh, okay, okay. Should, should we start with PTSD? Being the only so there was a time when I was working at Luke. I should do I even say the name? Can I say? Name and shame them. Name and shame them. I mean, so I used to work in Louis Vuitton and I was the only <laughs> black girl there. <laughs> is this in London? Yeah, this is in London. And um No, 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 no. Just let people know they're racist, isn't it? <clears throat> so um this was like about three, three, four, three, four years ago, and um, being the only black girl on the team, it was hard going to work every day. The amount of microaggressions that I've been to the point where, yes, I've heard why you've been so aggressive when you do decide to stand up for yourself, or certain times you come in with a new hairstyle. Is that it's just, oh, where do I even begin? It's just, it's just a lot. It's a lot. There's, there's so many instances I don't even know where to start. There's so many times, there's loads of times I remember even being, so something goes wrong in the office and then the blame somehow comes down to you when you weren't the only person in the team. Like it's just different things like that. I just, 
I could be here for hours telling you about all the microaggressions I face. So yeah. Have you guys experienced anything similar or different? Yeah. Did, did you feel comfortable? Did you feel comfortable enough to like report it to your manager or anything? Oh, when you but when you do oh, hey, so obviously at times you don't really want to because you don't want to cause trouble. You don't want to be the angry, the angry black girl. But then when mm. you say no, enough is enough, and you do try to stand up. Somehow the blame gets onto you. They say stuff like, "I think you're taking this a bit too seriously. You're being a bit too aggressive. Oh, it's not that deep in their way of saying it. Basically, telling you it's not that deep, or nothing happens. Nothing comes from it. So yeah. So that's why a lot of women don't report it because they don't want to start trouble because they know if they do try and speak up, no one will fight for them, no one will back them. So somehow the blame will go onto them, and nothing comes from it. So. That's why a lot of people keep quiet. No, I, I definitely agree. That's so true. Like, you know um, what, what gets me is the PTSD going into work with a new hairstyle. And you have yeah. to psych yourself up. You're like, no, I can do Damn, this. That's you know what? Crazy. You know, okay, okay, you just you just have to. Okay, here's what you're gonna say to them when some when someone touches your hair. Cause you know it's inevitable. That you always have to hype yourself up, and it's so annoying. Oh. <laughs> Even wow. um. Even just like, and it sometimes it puts you off even doing your hair. Even um, even in like the past two years, doing anti-racist work, and you're organising with black men, they're the ones that are more likely to speak over you. Um, but that's not limited to black men. I must say, it's really just man issue. Just men thinking <laughs> that their opinion is above yours all the time. Um, so even just stuff like that oh. is difficult to deal with. Just oh goodness. Uh, who hasn't been called aggressive? That's even standard. I should change my name. Aggressive, blunt, direct, constantly. <laughs> and I will be doing everything I can to make sure I'm not as well. Mm, like how yeah, yeah. I will ensure yeah. that you're well looked after. I will yeah. myself. I will tone police myself. You don't have to do it for me. Yeah. I will make sure that my words are mint just so that you're comfortable yeah. only to still get called aggressive. Yeah, what but you come into work and they, no, you can't. Or you come into work and they say stuff like everybody's greeted as oh, hello, good morning, you're right. And I get, hey girl, you are my <laughs> What? <laughs> I'm not your girl. Like just say you even do I know I you? That's kind of funny. <laughs> it's, it's it's very right. Right. That's that's insane, bro. That's mad. Oh, there was one time I was in the office, it was a Friday, and this white girl must have come to me. I was the only person, obviously the only person of colour there, the only black girl there. And she was from Oxford, and she goes, oh, hi, Rebecca. Um, yes, yeah, so some of my friends are coming down from Oxford. We really want to know where the, the latest, the best clubs to go hear hip-hop. Like, we don't, I don't really know where to go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just like, I'm looking at everyone thinking, okay, so... You evidently come to me because the only black girl there. You're coming to me to ask about hip hop, but there's Google. Like, it just felt a bit. Why are you coming to why only me? Why mm, mm, me? Mm. It's just a bit. Or sometimes if they want to buy um order food for Friday night, the drinks or whatever, and they'd be like, "I'll oh, make sure you order chicken for Rebecca. That she loves a bit of chicken." Man, that's, 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 that
I order, oh yeah, Rebecca, I tried jollof, jollof, it's jollof J rice, jollof rice the other day. I'm like, okay, why are you telling me? Just leave me alone. Or if you don't want to go for Friday night drinks, you just want to sit by yourself. That's the you worst. So inaccessible, especially yeah. for black Muslim women. Yeah. Yeah. Also, like, it's very interesting that everyone, well, I don't know if Chuba said it as well, but like, especially Ogden, okay, Rebecca said that they're being called aggressive and because even when okay i'll ask that question i don't think i've been called aggressive it's my face anyway um have you guys been called aggressive in the workplace anything like that it's mad because mm. if i haven't been called aggressive when i clearly am that's, <laughs> that's mad my point is me at work yeah so for me at work, like um in the past, anyways, uh, if I've got a problem, you know, I will say. I remember even um this is like a couple of years ago when I was in uni, I was working, I was doing like festival work, and I was um one of the bar managers, and um one one of the other black guys there, um he was like one year older than me, but he was mad cool, and like um he was he was going to get in trouble like some slave, and I, I come. I came to the back of like the where the store area was, and like um, he was having like beef with this one older guy who turns out to be one of the owners of the festival. <laughs> and I, I, I tell you guys, I, I go and he's got like, yo, fuck off! What the hell are you doing to my staff member? And he, he goes to me like, um, I can get you kicked out of here, boy. I'm thinking, bro, you the fuck are you calling boy? I'm, you know, yeah, yeah, like you know, I'm I did I didn't care because anyway, it was summer job for one, but like you punch him. I was. Sorry, it's like, so exciting. Sorry, it's exciting. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it was crazy because, like, even after that, like, I remember, like, all I had to do was just report it to someone who was, um, like, just directly above me. They apologized. It got squashed. I kept my job. Nothing happened. Like, no one. Was, everyone's was, oh, well done for sticking up for your, well done for sticking up for your, um, your member status and that. It was, it was calm. You know, it was like that's. That's crazy, like... I would have lost my job that thing. Listen, Where did the narrative It was okay for you because you're a guy. You're a male. If it was that's like that's a that, I would have been fired there and why, then. Why is, it, why is it that way then? So, like, if none of us have been called aggressive as black males, even though we are physically, obviously, more... I guess especially Charles in the car. Like, more black. <laughs> no, physically bigger, physically taller, or more muscular, whatever. And... Fun. We're more physically. She said that. Sorry, sorry. Watch it, all right? Because that's what guys should not complain about anything she said. What's it called? Yeah, so. Like I don't understand what that narrative just started that black women aren't aggressive. Obviously, from my own experience as well, I have actually experienced where my own colleague. So this is a, this, remember that situation we spoke about in the previous episode about my own racial experience at work, and this is the second part where we were talking. She was um saying, uh, my boyfriend um said that all oh, these black girls they only be screwing back when they come next to us. And like always trying to cause issue. I'm like, to me, I don't see black women as aggressive. I don't see because that's just you know. What I mean, I'm always around black girls, and you know, what I mean, I'm looking at you right now. None of you guys look aggressive. Okay, it's like five two, 
like I'm not gonna be. Like, five two. Like, <laughs> no, I'm not. That's what I say. I'm not gonna be around. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna be around you, man. Isn't it? So I don't five understand two, where that old narrative and people generally believe it. So it's a stereotype, it's just, no? It's just media and. Yeah, it's the stereotype of the angry black girl, the aggressive, the Shaniquas, the the yeah. the, the exactly. When white gay boys come up to you and they're like, yeah, yeah girl, uh, 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 oh my god, girl, please, oh my god. Hey, <laughs> it's the stereotype, the media portrayal, years of conditioning, that's where all of this Basically, Basically. Of black girls to get, bro, or you see, oh, this one was growing and this one was that, and this, one, bro, where, where? To be fair, I mean, you have value on though. So, yeah, oh, shut still. up, man. Yeah, I think you're like, valid. Like, 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 I'm a creative for creative purposes, obviously. <laughs> of course it is. Oh, yeah. Anyway, when as Chiba was saying, when you lie at the intersect of two oppressions, of course you're going to experience... Exactly. That, that and the way you experience it is different. Like, the way you experience sexism different. The way you experience racism is different. So it's coming at you from all angles. Like, you all feel like there should be women's solidarity among other women of colour and white women, and you're getting it from them. You feel like there should be black yeah. solidarity from other people in the black community, and you're getting it from black men. If it's coming at you, buzz balls, obviously it's going to affect you. <laughs> saying stuff like oh we should uplift our black queens we have the same the same guys that have been tearing us down for how long so just what i I just don't really get it i don't see it wait so what do you guys then think here could be done what can white people actually do to combat racism so what what are their next movements for those white people that maybe you might be listening to this Maybe because not some people be like, oh, just because you're protesting doesn't really mean you're a true fighter. What can because also like I said in the last podcast, it can't just be black people fighting. It's got to be mm-hmm. a joint effort. You know what I mean? Yeah. So what do you feel like white people could do to, um, I guess, um, combat racism with us? And some serious soul searching for one, fam. Like. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm serious soul searching like you have to deep like what is it that I am like oh you may not be racist like or you haven't said the n-word or this 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 but how does you being white like let you get through life or let you have experiences that other people might not have after that like education like educate speak to the people around you listen to the experience I think listening is key because more time you're not even doing that listen to the people around you and I mean, we say educate yourself, but actually, once again, okay, do the reading, <laughs> do the reading and stuff like that. I think that's on a basic level. That's all you can do. And listen, call it out when you see it. Don't be, mm-hmm. there's nothing I hate more than somebody seeing something wrong and not saying anything. Call something out when you see it. Stand up when you see somebody being treated badly or just a microaggression. Somebody's there, touches on you, hair. You have to be like, yo, chill, bro. What are you doing? Like, that's not appropriate. Learn to use your voice within your own communities and like just people around you. I think that's like basic. 
Mm-hmm. It's not enough to just not be racist. racist. You have to actively be anti-racist. So you can't just be you. You can't just be idle. You have to do the education. And I always say education is activism in itself. So you're constantly reading. You're constantly checking your privilege, um, and you're using your privilege to uplift the voices of the black people around you. And if there are no black people around you, you need to reevaluate that in itself. Um, and reconsider why there aren't black people around you and what you can do within your own institution to uplift those voices. There's a lot of resources online. Do the reading. Wait, like, so don't rely about... on black people to... Don't don't call up a black person and be like, hi, tell me how I can support you. No, go do the reading, because black people have been saying how you could support them for a very long time, for years. And there are so many resources online that literally teach you how to do it. So don't go and utilize the labor of your only black friend because it's exhausting. <laughs> Wait, so you said, um, like, is it, you kind of like said the white people need to have black friends. I don't get that, why? White people what? You, said, you kind of said that they need to have, um, no, they need to have black people around them. Yeah, I need to say, I said they need to evaluate why there are no black people around them. So if that's at work, they're not seeing anyone that's black. They need to be asking. Is this as as like a a manager or like a CEO or like a... Yeah, but even if you're not, even if you're not, um, Charles was saying that his friend was um, messaging the CEO asking what they can do to support black people. You don't need to be black to do that. Anyone can do that. So if you're in an institution that doesn't have any black people, you need to be asking managers, hello. Why are they not around me? Um, Rebecca? Um, Was there anything you wanted to I say? I feel like before they even do all of that, being trying to be actively anti-racist, doing the reading, they have to want to. They have, yeah, to, all, yeah, exactly. they have to actually want to learn. They have to actually want to take accountability. A lot, mm-hmm. a lot of white people, they don't really want to know. They don't, they feel, oh, that's something of the past. They don't really want to take accountability. They have to want to learn. They have to want to try to understand our plight, trying to understand that they have white privilege because a lot of white people don't even think they have privilege, which is just insane to me. So before they do all of that, they have to actually want to. And it takes those steps exactly using their white, using their privilege to stand up because we can't do it by ourselves. Black people don't have enough power in that sense to do it all by ourselves to make significant change because at the end of the day, all the top people in power are of, of are white. So mm. we can kick and scream, and you know what I mean. It's not going to make a difference until white people come to us. We have white allies. And be like, hey, look, this is wrong, and we're not just going to keep quiet. We should use our privilege to support black people. You know what I mean? So, same goes for black men. Sorry, same goes for black men. Yeah, and black men. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure somebody here said that male privilege isn't a thing because that's very problematic, and we should really address that. That is. Was that what he said verbatim? I don't. I don't. I don't. That's not exactly what he said. Yeah, I'm gonna leave black men, they need to start supporting black women as well. The same way us black women love to ride and die for our black men, screaming and shouting for our black men. The same way when you see one of your black brothers, when you see one of your bros 
doing something wrong to black women, you hold them accountable. Like, yo, come on, man, allow it. You know what I mean? Don't just keep when us black women love to scream and shout for you, ride or die for you, literally fight in your corner every day and every night. But then when it comes to us and you paint us, we're being our um. It's, you're taking it too deep or that I would be why being a bitter black woman no when you see your man, when you're seeing your friend you're seeing your bro doing Come something wrong, then you g check and be like yo don't do that the same way us black women love to support black men which we do every single every day supports us as well as this whole narrative of women black women were so strong yes we are strong but sometimes we want to be cared for as well it's not every day we have to look up preach preach as well like come on like we need support too that's all i have um, to say thank you question question um yeah so we we mentioned we definitely touched on this on the last episode as well towards um towards the end of the podcast and um benita gave some answers as well I want to ask a question. You don't have to answer it because it's our responsibility to kind of find this out. But this is like to you, Becca, and to um, to Chinwe and Oge as well. Like, so you mentioned <laughs> we need to start supporting you guys um more. <laughs> so I saw that, I saw that message, bro. I didn't want to bring it out. I just said, let me just put it. Send it privately to you. Send it to you. Send it to you. Send you. Send it to you. Send it to you. Send you. guys more, and I completely agree. Completely agree. Um, I was wondering if you. guys had any examples of ways we can do this. Obviously, um, one thing I would say. Um, definitely comes to mind is um, acknowledging that colorism is definitely still a thing that's prevalent. So that's one thing. But like, what other examples would you guys say like that um, to show how black men can support black women more? One thing I'm thinking, yeah, is when it comes to like causes that support specifically black women, you'll never see black men at the forefront of those causes. Whereas if we reverse it now, causes that specifically target and support toward black men, you tend to see black women leading them. An example is the Reach Out Project. It's led by the, what? the, what? the Reach Out Project. It's a project to support young black boys led by a black woman. You, um, the Forefront Project. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The Forefront Project is another project that predominantly supports black boys, but it, it is for black young black people in general. Um, and it's another black woman that's leading that. When it comes to like, um, black women and healthcare. So black women are more likely to die during childbirth, for example, yeah. and things like that. Um, if we're talking about causes that tackle that, you would never see a black man say, hey, I want to start this project that supports black women. When it comes to like young black girls in education, you never see a black guy say, hey, I want to start this cause that supports young black girls. But I think that's, that's one example in which mm-hmm. black men could do what they can with the resources they have to support black women. Um, also supporting us in terms of like speaking out, um, being, so it's not just enough to not be sexist, you need to be anti-sexist and you need to speak out specifically when it comes to misogynoir in the support, if you're actually supporting black women, um, that's what it means to be an ally and so on. Those are just some of the examples that came to me. 
yeah i was thinking the same as Oga, like just base level of calling things out when you see it i just oh, this one tri- the term bit of black women I, d- I can't tell you how much it jars me and it's, it comes a lot from well let me not say that but i see it a lot from black guys oh she's just bitter first of all bit is a very valid emotion second of all why why is it like why can't like why is that the first response to seeing like a black what did he say? Apparently, somebody here has said it. Wait, 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 that's crazy. Wait, wait, did Chuck say someone said they've been a black woman's in bits? Yeah. Yeah. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wow. address that. I'm not gonna, not gonna address myself. it. So this is your attempt wow. at being anti sexist. Oh, this is your black. attempt at supporting <laughs> black women. Is this really <laughs> what you're doing, Charles? I can't address something that's obviously a blatant lie, you know. So, okay. like, there, be a no hey, I can't believe you yeah. did this to me. Y'all. Wait, so this wait, guy. So are we banning the word bitter? You can't say it at all, even if it's justified. When, when, no. when, why is it justified? Like, when is it ever justified? I mean, like, if you're showing an action, like you said, uh, like you said, you just said, um, being bitter is a justified emotion. I agree. So, okay, if you, for example, and someone not for say, example, it's like calling a black woman, you're it's like saying, Oh, you're so angry to a black woman, you get it's very loaded. It's not, Black women are like they don't have anger is an emotion like you can be angry but okay hear me now yeah yeah, cool cool uh what's it called it's not that black women aren't like anger is an emotion everyone's angry and stuff but think about your choice of word why is that the specific emotion it's very loaded bitter angry aggressive not to say that people can't but think of your choice of word before you describe somebody like that do you know what i mean Mm, i hear that i hear that Definitely, definitely. And angry. Definitely. Mm. Um, like everything that all of you guys have said is definitely something I think even before we had this conversation that I myself was thinking like as we start doing like uh, um well the groups I mean I feel like we all will usually call ourselves out if um we've all said something. And I feel like well, I can't really speak for myself, I know I've definitely maybe said things that are desperate to black women. And as a black man, I'm willing to like own up to that, and obviously like, um, like obviously do better. And um, like Chua said, maybe my choice of words could be different. So I'm not like ashamed to um, point out and do better. So now definitely everything that you guys have said transpires to my heart, and obviously I'm gonna take mm-hmm. that across board, and with the so. circles that I um, I chew as well. Um, you know Oh, sorry to cut you. Do you know why I feel like this whole sort of bitter, angry black woman's kind of stems from? Is what? That when, <laughs> you know, like I feel when black women are. Rebecca talking. Rebecca speaking. Sorry, sorry. Um, I just saw a message. I'm sorry. I just hop back on. Sorry. 
So I see Twitch is a pay space, a safe well not it's not even a safe space, but Twitch is a space oh. for people it's not safe. But Twitch is a space okay. for people to like relay how they feel, their emotions. So when mm-hmm. black when it's, when you see that it's not just one black woman, it's a, a whole group, a whole community, literally the whole of black Twitter women are sharing how they felt by black men. I think this whole bitter term comes from is because a lot of black black men think it's just a black woman issue. Or it's just black women being black women again. It's just black women being bitter again. But if you see it the same way as we see, as let's just say you could say this whole police brutality thing is a it's a black men problem. But black women see it's a whole it's, we're seeing it as a whole a whole problem for black people, not just black men, it's black people. So when you see black women saying all this stuff and it's a black, it's not just one person, when every black woman is saying this how they feel, don't just see it as a black woman problem. That's how you think we're just black women being black women, black women being bitter. No, when black men see it as, you know, this is actually an issue, not, is it actually see it as an issue as well because it, it hurts them as well. Because at the end of the day, you came from a black woman, maybe that whole sort of race of an angry black bitter woman will kind of, change in a sense and when you see it you say something because at the end of the day that could be your mom or your sister your girlfriend your child you know what i mean say something it affects yeah. you too at the end of the day it affects you yeah i, agree. Yeah. I mean i've not said i know you so angry but i'm not i've definitely said other stuff but um um yeah and no, that's fair charles um do you guys want to say anything um yeah no what what becca said was um was a good point and just to even reiterate what we spoke about before like it shouldn't have to come from a point of um empathy it shouldn't be a thing of like mm-hmm. oh, um, it shouldn't be a thing of um oh yeah i want a sister or or, mm. or, or when people are like oh i've got a daughter now my eyes are open it, sh- it shouldn't really yeah. so before your eyes were really closed be... that you're proud <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly. it shouldn't really be on that level um two six their background noise, man. Sorry, Chua, you can um, make me quiet for two seconds. Is that you? Yeah, um, yeah, it, it shouldn't, shouldn't really be a thing of um, having you should have that general respect without having to have some kind of bond to make you think like she was just because they're but, human, yes. isn't it? Human, that's it. 100. And um, just I'm ignoring your message, okay? I'm not going to apologize for something that's not <laughs> true. Okay, okay. Charles says black women, but okay. <laughs> wow. Man. Jokes, look what you're doing to me. Jokes, man. I, I, I know, I, I know, I know Becca thinks it's true as well. I know she's like this Charles guy, man. I finally, I finally mm. caught him. I'm not going to lie, uni, yeah, Charles and stuff. What? I'm not even getting into that discussion because our eyes should be What's happening here? Oh, and that's another thing as well. Black men, stop concerning yourself in women, in women's stuff. It's women's business. It's embarrassing. about our wigs, about our wigs. I get it's embarrassing. Put yourself oh, you're talking about um, thingy. Yeah, you got yeah, clogged, man. That was, yeah. that was so unfortunate. Who happened? Um, we shouldn't be comfortable. Why can't we? Um, you just said that we're black people, so why can't we jump into conversation? I have nothing wrong with you. No, 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 no. Like, like, Come on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm not talking about him per se. I'm just talking about, like, you, I, like, you can, what's it called, be like, uh, 
you can say your preference. I'm not trying to say, oh, black women should now start wearing wigs. Or, or I, me personally, I don't care. I'm just saying, like, if you're going to go the narrative, like, you know, we're not us black people, we're actually just black people with a lot of shit experience. No, no, no. Sorry. I wasn't no, 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 Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. The thing is, you can say your preference without having to have a, some kind of destructive thing to hey, someone that preference. What I'm saying without... So without, without Without like cutting, saying being rude and being like, oh, if you're wearing um, with your claps, it's the same way. Like you know, you see black or so if you're wearing high tops, um, the, your your head, your your ugly guy, or if you're, okay. you know, when 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 you get that, what's I'm it called? Stop right there, because black women's hair and black men's hair are not. The wait, same wait, thing. let him learn. Let let him learn. Him learn. Behind. Why it's you not the same thing? Do you just say I don't like hearing. Oh no, I don't like hearing you speak. Fam. If you haven't learned that by now, oh, wow. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> wow. No, but she's right. Not about you speaking. I meant about um black women's hair and black men's hair just being different. And I can't believe we're even comparing. No, I'm, I'm not comparing. Listen, you know, listen to her. I'm not comparing. Uh, and Becca's point wasn't that. Oh, as we're all black people. Yeah. Like, her point was that, like, just because we're all black, I mean, you you say your point, but I just wanted to add on to your point because that obviously we're all black. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But okay. Cool. I'll 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 remove that. It's a know your place situation. Sorry, it's a know your place situation. Like. Okay. Cool. Let's you, go with like, that. You, you can say your preference. Wait. Okay. Yeah. Please finish then the point. We're about I'm dragging always... something else. Like. Okay. You like women with what wigs? Cool. Okay. Cool. No, it's not the same okay. all the time. Yeah. Oh, I hate wigs. I hate this. Oh, why can't you do this? Mm-hmm. Bro, if yeah. you don't want it, you don't do it. If you are with, you go and buy from AliExpress and do your own hair, innit? Like, that's exactly, that's, that's definitely fair. But, but I'm also saying like, for me again, me personally, I don't, I don't really care. But like, mm. if we're going to go with that narrative, it should be both ways. You can't just be like, a man, um, guys should shut up when it's about topics like that. But when it's, um, uh, black hairstyles again. I'm talking about the hair texture, I'm talking about like just the It'll style. Like, like, Women um, are talking the same thing. Oh, why is nigga with a high top? Oh, no, oh, no, I want you That's to give me, I want you to give me, a, I want you to give me, I can explain to you why it's not the same thing. They finish them, bro. So, oh, oh, I know okay, you're saying, okay. I know you're saying like, but I want you to give me an example where two of those things happen, yeah. Okay, so okay, I can okay, tell you why um, it's not the same thing. No, I'm okay, okay, okay. I, th- I think example, example was like, if a guy <laughs> says, so if, a, if a guy says, I don't know, um, he doesn't like bright colored wigs, so he's not disputing wigs at all. And then someone comes and says, I hate guys with dreads. That's bare childish. Mm-hmm. It's like. <laughs> So, so, so one thing he's talking about, one thing is, is look, I don't know if it's what all his point is, but like, one thing he's talking about someone's natural hair, one thing he's talking about like a specific characteristic of a wig, not wigs in general. So I think what we generally see is like, people uh, wait, are before, old. before you land there, yeah. what, what's similar in what you just said? They're both talking about the other gender set. That's what I'm trying to say. So we can't call one thing black and it's, more important, a different color. That, like we should keep it all. I'm, I'm agreeing with you, but I'm just saying let's make sure that. So, and, so I now have to go back into my point. Forget the dreads because that's anti-black. Like, 
That's
you can't just ignore just because you feel like it. But um, t- for others, point the, on, on like the base sense of just like speaking on it. In that example I gave, where it wasn't like the idea of the wig, it was just the color versus like a hairstyle. Like, how would you guys explain that? And that's this is this is a genuine question. I'm not trying to catch anyone out. I'm just saying like, if it's a, if it's a obviously wigs are protective um, styles, protecting natural hair from like the environment, all that stuff there. But if it's like, we're talking about preference now. If you're talking about their hair color, mm-hmm. as opposed to someone, a guy's natural a, a choice to do whatever he wants with his natural hair, like is that like not false equivalency? But is there is there not some kind of halfway point where that is allowed, like where you can speak about your preference for hair color? Like you don't I, want I get what you're saying. This- I think about I like speaking on guys' hair. Like okay, everybody knows. I hate high tops. Like <laughs> I hate high tops. I hate high tops, and I hate wearing like that little braid thing. So, but I'm not gonna come out here and just no. come and say, "Oh, I hate high tops. Why do you have to grow out here?" But do you see, like my preference, I don't impose it on. I'm not gonna go around imposing it on. Maybe you don't. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like in general, maybe I don't. Okay, I'm an example. Yeah, but true. I've seen you. I've seen you attack people, or not attack people. I'm just saying, I'll, like, you've done that as well, though. So, you what has she you said? Me, um, she's done well, okay, like, in, but it's okay, deep the context I said it is probably within a group chat, and it's probably out of jest, like, exact, but in oh, jest, now you're making examples, it's in jest because it's in jest now, so it's locker room banter, is okay. <laughs> if, if I cuss Oge, okay, okay, and be like, okay, you don't have shit weave. But if I get like, oh, with your shit weave, and I'm just going to you know what I mean? It doesn't mean. You don't know me. I could have taken that person. You don't know. You don't know. That's your business. That's between you and God now. But I make sure that the people I'm bantering, like, they're receptive to the joke. Do you get what I mean? Like, it makes sense when we content. I'm not coming to tell you, well, yeah, carry on, what? land. Sorry, land. like what? Land, land, land babes. No, land, seriously, finish the point. Um, you made me forget my point, but go on, come and attack well, me. You so were talking, I'm not attacking you, I'm, I'm not attacking you. Um, um, what's it called? You were saying, um, about, uh, what's it called? An example of, like, black people and hairstyles and stuff. Mm. No, I'm hoping you finish your point. Yeah, no, um, but... <laughs> I think to no, answer I'm Charles' done. question... Um, it's well, we've already. An- I don't know. I've already answered it. Like mm, um, actually, I've already yeah. said, it's about power. And if your preference, like no one's preference, just comes out of thin air. You need to really tackle and analyze where your preference is birthed from. Like, where did you decide that you prefer brunettes to blondes? Where did you decide that colored weave is ghetto? And so, therefore, I can't bring. Ah. A- I no, can't no, no, bring a girl with green hair. <laughs> if you decide that, mm-hmm. like, really tackle it and, and look within yourself, decolonize your mind Question. for a second and find out where you got your preference from. Once again, it okay. comes from power, indifference. Okay, okay. question, question. Basically. Question, so is it the responsibility only of the person who is benefiting from that power system to question their preference? Or is that everyone? 
so Chiwa has already said, and I agree, that everyone has privilege to an extent, and it's important for you to analyse your privilege and to understand it, and also not to perpetuate it as well. So, yes, it is, <laughs> to answer your question. Mm. We're going okay. to okay. move on. I just want to say a quick point, Charles. No, I'm straight. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're going to quickly move on to the, the last bit, but, like, I'll quickly touch on what August last point. Like definitely, like if like someone is saying, uh, if a girl's wearing um braided hair or something, you're ghetto. That I totally, I totally don't agree with. I, I don't feel like um black men should be commenting at all on stuff like that when I say because if someone's preferred to do that um hair braid pink yellow whatever. That's it. I know she was attacking them in regards to that. Um, so I, I agree. I just agree. My only thing is that I feel like the context should be spread out. But anyway, that's a topic for another time. Um, so I think the last bit I want to end on is the misrepresentation of black people in high offices. So I don't I can't remember specifically who, who made that point, but we need to um, get more black people into, um, like, I'm guessing offices of power, like, um, I think which is what what's that what's that beautiful woman called again? Jim, what's that? What's that name? Jackie Aina. Jackie yeah. So basically, asking people to um so um businesses release to, um, statistics. Um, the stats on how many black people are actually um employed in high offices. Do you feel like, or how much of a difference do you feel like that would actually make? Because if you see some people. Some black people in our offices, they've been there, they don't, and they haven't made much difference if they even want to. As because, like, how much can one person do in a, in a institution that's already benefiting them? How much can they actually break that cycle? Or do you feel like it's not going to change at all? Sorry, so how much can who change the people? So, like, in the if, yeah, so if you yourself, if we get more black people rep in higher offices uh, in organizations, yeah, do you feel like that would make a massive difference? In, I think it depends uh, the organization, doesn't it? Yeah, it's not, it's not just about having people that look like you, it's actually doing the work. Because, first of all, all skin folk ain't kin folk, like you can have black people there, but like if they don't realize black issues, like you're not gonna have anything. And some people are just figureheads, like you've literally put black people just to look diverse, but. Does your company do anything like it their social responsibility? The are they that even focused? Exactly. Photo op, and that's it. So it's not just about having black people there. It's about the representation within your company. Are black people heard? Are ETC? And this is why I hate the term diversity. Burn it because you could have a diverse institution, but you, but your institution is not necessarily inclusive. So the work doesn't just stop at you um, in employing more black people. The work doesn't just stop at you tearing down statues, by the way. You need to do the work. You need to, It's a long and stressful process to try and make an institution inclusive. Um, you can't just throw a couple faces on a, in an in a institution and think that's okay. Mm -hmm. um, you need to do so much more. Because you could... Sorry, like an example, at the University of Leicester, we have this positive action yeah. in recruitment um, initiative. Um, and okay, another, let me give a very specific example. So at my university, I've been trying to ensure that there are more black therapists 
um, because when I was going through prep therapy in my second year, um, I really wanted to see a black woman. I feel like that would have benefited me, but there were no black people in in the welfare um, department. Um, and so literally, as we're trying to get more black people, we're looking at ways in which we could do that. So where we can advertise and so on and so forth. Um, and then I think someone said I should send it to my friend. I said, God forbid. I was like, oh, no, I'd never do that. And then um, he was like, why? Why would you not send it to your friend? And I said, well, I feel like if they were to be employed by the University of Leicester, they're going to have to go through a lot of microaggressions. They're going to have to go through a lot of things that the university hasn't tackled yet. So, no, I'm not going to tell them to now apply for this job. They come into the job, they stay there two weeks because they've experienced racism, and then they have to leave. So it's not just enough to just employ, employ English is feeling it's not just enough to just employ um, the like black people you need to do the work to also retain them access is one issue retention is a, a completely different one on its own no definitely so I, I was even actually you don't need to... more black people in the police force abolish the prisons abolish the police um yeah before we act, maybe you can probably quickly touch on that um, as well but because I know your role in in Leicester, like you mentioned, okay, um, do you feel like, because the role that you're in is quite influential, I guess, so do you feel like you've made as much difference as you think you could as being a black female um, individual in your role? Or do you feel like the way that you, like, education, institutional education is, like, makes you makes it harder for you to make as much difference as you would as you could be um, able to uh i know but i know that rome wasn't built in a day i knew mm-hmm. going into my role that i weren't gonna i was not gonna see or benefit from any of the changes i wanted to implement so i literally just laid the groundwork and i laid the foundations but it's going to take years and years of building for an educational institution like a a university really shifts its narrative and shifts where it's going so I, I already knew that it it was it was never going to happen within a year or two but I know that I was there and I'd laid down the foundations and I did what I had to do and it's now up to everyone else to continue that work mm-hmm. and hopefully I've empowered the people coming in and the people that are still at that institution to continue with that work and I feel like I have. No definitely definitely um, I know everyone um was in like very happy when August said about defunding the police and stuff. So thoughts on and how do you feel I like I didn't say defund, I said abolish. Oh sorry, abolish um the police. Thank and you. I thought this is several several talks that I mean. Abolish the what do you mean abolish the police? Like get rid get of them. Get rid of them. So completely have, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So completely. So Chew so Chew and Rebecca, why did you rejoice in that statement? Like what and what do you feel like the benefits of re- abolishing the police would actually bring to um, you know, the community? Do you know, I've always heard that, but I never deeped what that meant to like these past two weeks. When I say I've learned so much, mm. um, in saying that, in saying abolish the police, I also want to touch on the point that black people joining the police does not do anything. That place is rotten from the bottom. Like, it just threw out. A black person joining thinking that they can make a change in the police, it's just like, I'm getting blood out of a stone, whatever the saying, the saying is. So, um, and also somebody made a point. How can you expect one institution to 
deal with rape cases, deal with criminal cases, deal with domestic violence issues, deal with mental health, and these I've just named three. Like, imagine all the things you call the police for. Imagine their training. They're what less than a year, and you're police. Like, how can you expect one institution to cover all these things accurately and with tact? It doesn't make any sense. I just think it should be replaced with not even one. There should be various institutions which tackle everything. So somebody's having a mental health crisis, you have a phone line you can call who can help the person. Somebody has a domestic violence issue, has somebody else. But aren't they if... stuff already there though? Sorry? No, they're not funded. They're not funded. Not accurately. Look at if you if you look at domestic violence issues and how like I hear, I just hear horror stories. I hardly hear anything that's good. Like police don't even tackle it. Like you can complain to their police, and they're like, "Well, nothing's really happened, so we can't really do it." What the hell does that mean? We talk about, or if we move on to rape cases, but I don't even want to get into that because half don't even take go. They don't even go to court anyway. Like you hear issues of the police just laughed at me. These people aren't trained for it, mm-hmm. and especially in the black community, we have no trust. When you look at the history of black people and the police, you see, Brixton race relations, the Stephen Lawrence issue, um, the SUS Act or whatever it's called, death, everything, it's mad. So you can't rely on a system that your community has no faith on. So, so what, what, do you, what would you bring in then? What did you say was the Like answer? I said, you'd replace, you'd replace, so everything has its own thing. So like I just said, like a mental health crisis, like you call a different number, it wouldn't just be 999, this is the situation. Mm-hmm. Because they, they're not skilled enough to act like it. Like I remember even watching EastEnders ages ago, because I don't watch it anymore. And was it Stacey <laughs> that was having like a mental health breakdown? And what was it? She was getting sectioned. Mm-hmm. It looks so scary. And that happens in real life. I don't even want to think of like black mental health issues and how the police even treat that because more time mm-hmm. we don't even believe that something's going on. Mm-hmm. So I just think we really need to take a look at the system. And I just think we can't, because we haven't had such, we can't even possibly use our imagination to think of a society where everything is catered to appropriately. So training, even for law, listen, three years at uni and I still, I'm not even close to qualifications, you get what I mean? Like, these things take time. Why is police any different? So yeah, no. yeah. No, definitely, I, I definitely agree with everything you said about like maybe um, I would say a sexual like the rate, the mental of that kind of stuff we need to um, put more money into those kind of stuff so like you said they're not trained to uh, give a, a viable response to people who are calling in so there actually needs to be more money um, put into that there's more expertise thrown into so that people no no i said abolish it's because the image the image the police yeah the image the police have already like if i see police no 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 let me know let me know i'm i'm agreeing with the part that i don't feel like the person you call should be i feel like the first person you should go to is maybe like a like a a very secure helpline like in terms of like something like are you suggesting where it's exactly for mental health that's what i say and then maybe did that did it, then that take that case to maybe the police who've like after speaking to, uh, with the, with enough information with people that actually know um, who are training this kind of stuff so that maybe they can actually um, illustrate that a bit better I don't my words are not coming out good but illustrate that better to the police so that they can actually then do the right thing in this in this kind of situation my only problem with the whole like I'm gonna go to Rebecca as well in a bit um, with the whole issue of like 
the funny thing is it's the who then do we call when um what like it's issues in the community so like um say you say you you witness someone getting rushed and getting stabbed and but who's who are we calling who are we calling to um uh, that's what i'm saying so in abolishing the police there will be a structure for that There'd be a replace, an adequate an adequate replacement. It doesn't matter. Well, we what would you even like, call the police anyway? Like if you saw a black man rushing a white man, would you call the police? No, 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 I wouldn't, but this is not about me. I'm, I'm talking about a reason why a lot of people call the police for numerous reasons. But, but who is calling the police? We need to really tackle who the police actually keep safe. So I first started like learning more about prison abolition at a sex workers conference i i volunteer with sex workers and this was last year i went to a conference and we were literally talking about this idea of safety that the police currently uphold and so you're mm. talking about um someone getting rushed and personally i wouldn't i wouldn't call the police if it was or a black man i wouldn't call the police if it was a black man because mm. i know that young man could potentially die in police custody and yeah. even like that that's just not what Wait, we need so to you, you wouldn't you wouldn't call the police if you saw a black man stabbing up a white guy or anyone to be honest even yeah, if it not was because she wants a white person to be hurt but it no, doesn't, she doesn't think it's going to be to be so i think i think sense? but even then i just think we need to talk about even this idea of a criminal and the first cool. thing the first example that you gave when we're talking about crime is somebody that's being violent but we're not talking about corporate crime we're not talking about tony blair and his war criminals those atrocities are even worse than somebody that's on the loose and i know but those kind of those kind of stuff so the only reason why i didn't go for those kind of examples because those kind of like the white color crimes those are and those are a lot worse no no i'm not disputing i'm not disputing the fact they're wrong they're they're worse or anything i'm just saying those are dealt by a, a different branch of um, the police. I'm just talking about the main, the main, like, if you break it down to to layman's terms, everyone sees the police as people who protect, they, they see more the physical thing. Like, I'm, I'm not disputing the but, things sorry, that are going who on in the like background. the police protects them? Who like, does? Because sex that's workers don't, don't, black people don't. I'm not, uh, yeah, I know, but, but I'm just saying, if you define the, the adjectives you're going to see mostly, it's going to be to protect or whatever. It could be the white person, I, cool, I agree with that. I'm not disputing that. I'm just saying the the adjective is usually protected. But before I even go to my Rebecca, wh why did you agree with? What's your thoughts on dismantling the police as well? Do you feel like you um, should definitely should? Because I'm thinking. Oh, sorry, I'll land and I'll speak. Yeah. Um, I'm in two minds about it. I mean, because at the end of the day, we call the police to protect us, but the same people that's killing us, and so it's not really working. The police is not really made. But I, I don't know. Basically, I read that some there's this woman that was speaking about the whole system of the police and where it actually came from, and when the slave, when slavery actually was abolished, the the police was actually formed in order to protect white people from black people seeking revenge on slavery. Mm -hmm. So the police and the whole police department, the whole police system is not really made for black, it's not made to protect us. It's made to repress us, it's made for white people, it's not made for black people. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, the so if you see black people in trouble, no, they're not, they're not meant, they're not here to protect us. So if the whole, and this, to reform the whole criminal justice system, bro, like it's just 
So in a sense, maybe create a new police system made for black people, then sure. But I I 100% agree in defunding the police. I 100% agree in abolishing the police. It's not made for us. Inevitably, it's not made for us. It's meant, it's made and they've for been us. reforming the police. And Stephen yeah. Lawrence is a landmark case, and we can all quote when Stephen Lawrence died or was murdered. That's when the police reform, the Met Police specifically, was reformed or mm. the attempt to. It's not working. Get rid but of they've the also defunded the police as well when 2,000 people went through so many um, got rid of how many police officers? And again, how, how did they reform? I don't, the I don't think that, I don't think that's the end of the police. I just think that was a tax cut or just a cut in general. I don't think it's defunding. Defunding, I think, um, okay, insinuates cool. that you stopped. But how money. did they reform the police when Stephen Lawrence? Oh, for Stephen Lawrence, there was an investigation into institutional racism, and so they were looking at the police force, and there was a whole campaign mm-hmm. to to get more black people into the police force, and mm-hmm. so on. Um, um, it, 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 okay. Yeah. okay, our convo that we had the other day is when we talk about police and we talk about criminals, we're not even thinking of the idea of crime. We're thinking of punishing crime before it's happened. Literally and thinking about how we can police crime police before crime, crime has even happened. Um, yeah, Ooh. and even that, like, I was watching the news yesterday. Um, criminals are basically bred like you put an idea into people's head, like, you're gonna. Police presence is heavy in like poorer areas. Like I was watching the ITV news yesterday, and my uh, two kids were like, "Oh, the, when they got stopped, stopped and searched at twelve, the police was like, oh, searching them, and um, they didn't find anything.' And they were like, we 'We don't find anything now, but we'll find something next time.' What you're treating yeah. people as criminals before they even like you're these boys are losing their innocence when you're mm-hmm. treating people as such, like. How do you then expect them to break out of that mode? They're already thinking, ah, oh, I'm not good for anything. I'm always being stopped and searched. I'm not saying, like, these are valid reasons or why people turn to crime, but we're not tackling the root of crime. You're, you're, you're actively waiting for a crime to happen. So it's like, instead of finding the root, stopping the root, these things, yeah. and it also goes to schools. And I don't know, it's just too complex to just they reform the police it's the yeah, way of course, of course. that's that's yeah. where i'm tr- i'm trying to rattle my like my own brain around because like i i agree with a lot of a lot of stuff that you guys are saying so my, the only like thing that's just stopping me from being fully like definitely refund i mean defund the police is like wherever you put in place so you got always got to put some something there to protect the community you're in it's still going to be in a sense like it's still going to be uh in a way, a police. Because if if we defund the police, yeah, wait, get rid of the police. Start saying we we um, we're gonna look after our own selves. We're gonna arm ourselves in case um someone tries to track. No, just what, I think I think you're looking at it too literally. Sorry. Well, let him land quickly. Yeah, just sorry, for, just sorry. for like just for like our own safety or for our own community. It's still I feel like we're still gonna in a way still have maybe the same the some of the same issues where like again people who are put in power now feel like they now got a power. Um, you know, over someone else. You know, I feel like that's a lot of issue with um, the police, where they they empower, so they feel like I'm better than you. As I said, that's why they have that really big power complex. But I, Once so I feel like. Again, mm-hmm. Are you have you finished? Um, yeah. So my only thing is, I feel like wherever, you, in terms of like the protection bit, wherever you put in place, it's gonna um, be kind of similar to what the police already are. But I'm very big on. In terms of like what um, Chiwen just said, there there needs to be a way to teach. I don't feel like it should be a one year thing. I feel like it needs to be like you said. It takes what nearly 
seven years to become a, a doctor. It takes how many years to become a, a fully lawyer? It, it needs to be looked at, and the training needs to be so much. You better. don't want training for the police. Personally, I don't want it because that requires more funding, and we don't want to continue to fund the police force. Because if you look at money as value, you're saying that they're valuable in our society, and they're not because they don't help, they don't serve to protect, which is literally the fund. Like as Becca said, the foundation of the police force in the past two hundred years it was formed on this idea of protecting white property, and slaves were property. In America, the prison system is literally. Sorry, that threw me off. The prison system in America um, is is profitable. And so people mm-hmm. is literally a reformed um, form of slavery. Um, in the UK, when we look at the Met Police as the exact same thing, we need to get rid of um, the police force, but not just get rid of it and not just employ people that are like a different type of police. We need to start looking at crime, as Chua said, and tackling the root of crime. So if like there's no crime happens for no reason. No, there's no crime you can list that came out of nowhere and usually the issue with crime if we look at like white collar crime is greed as so we need to tackle the issue of greed if we look at crime that happens in poorer communities it's because of poverty um, and because of so on if we look at if we look at some other forms of crime it could be because of mental health so that it, if we're looking at rape and sexual harassment it could be because of the power indifference so it's going to take a lot to so the issue with prison abolition that some people might come across is how transformative it is and how we need to really reimagine what we look what we see as a criminal how we see crime how we see the justice system which takes years and years to build and and like basically unlearn um, and it's, so it's not just something you do tomorrow but it's a constant unlearning and i hope someone that someone here would go on and read more about prison abolition and that, that mm-hmm. in itself then starts the process of, re- of reforming the entire um, justice system and the way we see. Um, I thought she was firing shots at someone, but... No, I wasn't. <laughs> Sorry, no, I, wasn't. Yeah. I was not. Mm, but, like, no, I feel like everyone raised... I feel like, obviously, our views differ in some ways, but I feel like everyone said a very, very, like, good point. Um, thank you all for coming. I know for being on the podcast. I know everyone's debuted on the podcast. Um, oh, yeah. I, I, we are, well, I appreciate everything that we spoke about. Like, it's been an enlightened experience um, to hear different views. Like, you learn different different things as well. So, definitely, thank you guys for coming. Um, if there's anything you want to blog, um, about, maybe something that you do, or <laughs> maybe something that you do yourself, or maybe you want to um bring something to attention maybe like petitions and stuff that you feel like are very um unique to you if you guys want to like say it now um for our listeners um, this is already under pressure you should have told me before rebecca i know you take yeah. cake the only thing i have to say is just don't take your foot off um, the gas yeah guys um i make cakes so if anyone needs a cake for birthdays christmas and then follow me at becca's cakes and bakes yeah and sign petition guys sign petitions there's a a petition going around for um the british the uk education system to be reformed to teach more black history uh colonization and all of that good stuff so sign that sign the petition for justice for shukri 
Um, signed another petition to take down all um, slave master statues in the UK. Mm-hmm. I'm going to plug myself again. Follow at Becca's Cakes and Bakes, a black owned cake business. Yeah, guys, it was fun. Yeah, it's me and Rebecca's company, guys. So make sure you know. Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Um, the only thing I had to say was abolish prisons, abolish the police, Black Lives Matter. Um, All day, every day. Also, um, a bit of a reading list for some people that might want to learn more. I would suggest listening to Angela Davis on Spotify or Apple Music. Obviously, Apple Music is a better streaming service. But if you have Spotify, unfortunately, you can also catch it on there. Um, Audrey Lord is also um, really good to read up some more. Akala's Natives is a really good start. If you haven't read Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race, you really should because it's such an easy read. And if you want a harder read, read Akala's Natives. But yeah, political education is activism. So I really want to encourage everyone to continue to do the reading. Um, and continue to educate themselves more because knowledge is power. Thank you, guys. Um, um, it's been episode 64. I've been your host, Sir Oz. Man, Latchooks. I see your guns, man. Yeah, guys, you know the usual. <laughs> Find us on Twitter, at Team Chalk. Um, that's at Team Chalk with underscore. On Instagram, at Team Chalk Podcast. Um, you know, anything that we speak now we've spoken about you might agree or disagree um use the hashtag on twitter and then you know we'll see and stuff again Charles, <laughs> are you gonna apologize to black women or not <laughs> i'm calling my friend out for you man so i'm doing my job i'm really i've called myself out i'm i'm a i'm 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 myself and i'll definitely say it so yeah I'm, but I'm, like, I've Hold been, on, like, no, no, I'm not, I'm not saying you have. Your... Yeah, exactly. Like, bro, Wait, what was Charles done? Sorry, it's true. It was you that caused this whole. Like, Charles, bro, remember you calling that? Pretend like you didn't do anything. This trick's bad, man. That's between you and Chuck, isn't it? But I can't speak for Charles. I can speak for myself. But what are you gonna say, Charles? I need you to say something about me. What are you gonna say? Um. Nothing really. Nothing. I can't remember. Uh, yeah. Wait. Anyway. Is there one in your head? Huh? Anyway. Okay, guys. Yeah, head, anyway. uh, Alright, cool. Well, well done, you guys. Um, thank you. Thanks for having us. Thank you, for having us. thank you. Thank you, guys, for coming on. And um, also, when you can, like, I know episode sixty-three was like super long. I've got um, like little timestamps of different topics. Some stuff we've already kind of reiterated in this one, but I think last week's one was quite a good one. We had like someone on there who got arrested during the protest, and um, it was like it was, it was a nice little foundation episode, man. So give that a listen when you can, guys. Mm-hmm. Cheers and goodbye. Bye. Cool.